of Kate and Isaiah Living Large. I'm Isaiah. And I'm Kate. And today we are joined by our very first guest, Amanda. Welcome, Amanda. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Super excited for you to be here. I am excited to get into everything with you. But first, we're going to do a little bit of life updates between me and Kate. So, Caitlin, what have you been up to? Well... I wish I had good news on the weight loss front, but I have no idea because since we last spoke, which as we've revealed to listeners before is in two weeks, I have not been to the gym. Why have you not been to the gym? Because my car decided to break down and I was without a car for about a week and a half. So I did get some walks in, which is excellent. Um... But, and I also play trombone in a musical. I played in Shrek the Musical out at Hampton High. With, if you've ever been involved with a musical production, it's a very short-term commitment, but it is a very intensive short-term commitment. So just as I was getting my car back, we were full into show week. So that was super fun. I got paid for playing the trombone. <laughs> Can't complain about that. Fun. Uh, what about you, Isaiah? Uh, I have... Passed through my plateau uh, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've been hitting at 306. Uh, and I, I passed through that, finally got over that uh, plateau, and I'm down to 303 now. Yay! So that was super exciting. I've been hitting the gym pretty pretty hard. Uh, had to change pools for Special Olympics, unfortunately, for those of you that think in high school, if you're still in high school, uh, they had some pipe issues. Oh, and so no. we had to go up to Simon's High School. It was the first time I've been in Simon's High School pool. That was kind of cool. Um, so that's kind of where we're headed now. While we get ready, we are going to be having a uh, first tournament here soon for Special Olympics in May. Oh, that's so, so cool. So excited for that. That'll be at the aquatic center. So that'd be cool. Does the tournament involve like just teams from around here or teams from all over? So we invite uh, teams from all over. We uh, have us, obviously, uh, and then Fredericton and Moncton. And then we also invite... PEI and Nova Scotia, um, and a few other places around. Um, so I'm super excited to have our very first uh, tournament for the year here. That's really incredible. Speaking of St. John High, I was at St. John High on the weekend as well, while well, worked. And I also <laughs> made a splash. <laughs> See what I did there? Well, I re- uh, one of the bands I play, and we performed in the New Brunswick Competitive Festival of Music, and we got gold. Nice. Awesome. Gold. Yeah. yeah, the second chance band, which is really cool speaking it's uh adults who you know six or seven years ago picked up some people picked up an instrument for the first time and are now playing at a much higher level and place gold at the music festival is a really incredible group to be a part of i i I played for a long time so i kind of i didn't just pick up my instrument but just the same as most wonderful group of people that's cool that's awesome very neat I think, uh, I think we should talk to our guests here. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Isaiah and Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. I'm super excited to have you on. So uh, before we get into asking you all kinds of questions, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, oh, gosh, this shouldn't be as hard of a question as it is. Um, well, uh, well, my name is Amanda, and uh, I've, only, I've lived in New Brunswick for about five years, and I always consider myself a homegrown, or you know, born and bred New Brunswicker, because it's where my parents are from, and uh, love it out here. I have been kind of on a weight loss journey my entire life. I've always been a bit of a bigger person, so, you know, listening to your guys' podcast has been wonderful. I relate to a lot of it, and (laughs) have definitely had moments while sitting and listening to it that's like, oh yeah, 
been there. <laughs> but it's also been a little motivating. So I'm kind of on on a journey that was halted by some, you know, not great stuff. I got diagnosed with uh, osteoarthritis in my knees. Oh. So that's making getting around a little bit more difficult, but I'm trying. And uh, yeah, and you know, I've met, I'm, I'm here because of Kate, <laughs> met her, uh, what is it, five years now? Five and a half years About ago? <laughs> and she's been stuck with me ever since. <laughs> well, we have a, actually kind of a funny story of how we got together, and this kind of relates to weight in some ways. Mm -hmm. uh, we were both working at the newspaper, and I had been there for a while, and the editor-in-chief of the day, after Amanda started, said, basically forced us into friendship, said, Caitlin, meet Amanda, Amanda, meet Caitlin. Now, Caitlin, show her around town. Yeah. <laughs> and... So we joke about how I was forced into being friends with her. And then she kind of followed me around a little bit. The first yeah. gym that I joined, Port City Training and Fitness, Amanda then just had to follow <laughs> me there. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I loved every second oh, of yeah. being stalked. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm here for, really. It's like once I, once I met Kate, I just, you know, couldn't stop following her around. And she, like I said, you've been stuck with me ever since. And you will be stuck with me from here on out. Yes, yeah. and happily stuck. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, when uh, when the editor in chief kind of introduced us, it was it was very much a you know, Amanda's new, Caitlin's been here for her entire life. Um, you know, show her around town. It was in the parking lot of the building, and it was just the timing of you know, kind of our boss, like my boss, following up, being like, "How you doing? How you settling in?" And then it was like, "Oh, Caitlin, <laughs> here you are. Let's make you friends." Now, one of the things we talked about on the car ride here is, do we think that the fact that we're both heavier factored into our boss aligning us that way, or was it purely happenstance? Yeah, and it's definitely a thought that crossed my mind, because, you know, it, you know, people of any size can be friends with people of any size, but if you have, you know, similarities that include physical similarities, there is going to be a thought that, okay, you're going to be put in the same bubble of sorts. Yeah, yeah, I, that definitely is a thing that happens often. Is mm -hmm. if you, you two are the same, you guys will get along great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, like I, our boss, I had previously worked with um, in Toronto, so she has known me, known my personality, known, known that kind of thing enough to say that it's like, Oh, you know, you can get along with people pretty well. And I mean, I don't remember how long you I, worked with She her, didn't so. know me that well. Yeah. Really, because we technically worked in different departments. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, she, she knew me well enough to know that I was friendly and things, but yeah. didn't know a ton about me, really. I wouldn't think. Yeah. I mean, she is a journalist and she's brilliant. <laughs> so there's a good chance she just knew that we would naturally get along. Yeah. But, now, Amanda, you talk about how you've battled weight your whole life. Yeah. Maybe give us a couple of examples of how that's affected you over the years. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've struggled with it since I was a kid. Um, like, I was always, you know, the tallest kid in school, the biggest kid in school. Uh, always looked older than I was. And uh, including a time, you know, when I lived in Alberta. When I lived in Alberta, people are going to be like, where the heck is this girl from? 
Um, I call myself a bit of a cross-candidate child because <laughs> I was born in Saskatchewan, raised in Alberta, then went to Ontario, and I'm now in New Brunswick. Oh. So <laughs> everywhere. But in Alberta, I used to do um, compe- like competitive horse riding. And it was a bit of like a ranch-style school where they would teach us, you know, how to actually care for the horse as well as do riding and some jumping and all that stuff. So when I was 11 years old and my family moved to Ontario, I really wanted to keep up horseback riding because I loved it. Um, But in Ontario, it was a bit of a different world. And I think this is where I started to realize, okay, I'm going to be treated differently because of how I look. Um, My mom and I had gone to a horse school and it was a little bit more, you know, prim and you know, the girls were in all the lovely outfits. They had people that kind of did the horses <laughs> for them. And the woman told my mother, well, she's a little bit bigger than the rest of the girls. She doesn't really, you know, look like the girls that ride horses. Uh, yeah. And coming from a place where I was riding horses, I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I don't know that I've ridden a horse since then. Um, How old were you when that happened? I was about 11 or 12. Really? So you were 11. Like, if somebody told me I shouldn't get on a horse today because I would hurt the horse, yeah, I'd buy that. That, right. <laughs> that makes sense to me. But yeah. at 11, come on. Yeah. yeah. It's like I was a big kid, but I wasn't, like, <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't start coming into my own, but it's like I started getting bigger as I got older. Like, so I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was necessarily a very, like, I don't know the proper way to word it, but, like, rotund kid? I don't know. (laughs) But I was slimmer, but I was not skinny. And, and, you know, I never really dealt with it too much in Alberta because I was so young. And they like everything big out there. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's bigger in Calgary, yeah. It's the Texas area. It's the Texas of Canada. Yeah. But, so, coming to Ontario, it was definitely a different world. Okay. And my weight loss journey became a lot more of a thing, because my weight became a lot more of a thing. Gotcha. Um, you know, and as I felt more rejected from stuff, uh, I tended to turn to food. I was a very, you know, emotional eater. Still am a little bit. Um... Although I find that more, more now I don't turn as much to the bad things. Like okay. I will, I will emotionally eat my cucumber and carrots <laughs> happily. You know, so sad. Crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's. Uh, although you know, I still reach for a taco bar and chips if it's there. But um, I've done like I've gone through. I know Kate was talking about, like, you've gone through a lot of the programs. I have, too. Like, tried so many different diets and fad diets and and gyms. Um, I think where I started to gain more confidence in myself and my weight was definitely when I joined Port City. When I became, you know, a part of that gym. And all the trainers there were just incredible. The people there were incredible. And I, I got to this point where I was like... I never thought I would love going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it made a difference because in Ontario, it definitely got to the point where I was just like, I was looking for any quick fix that there was. 
But I don't think I was willing to put in the work. Gotcha. So what, what kind of quick fixes were you, did, like, did you do Weight Watchers? Did you do uh, crazy stuff? I did, I did Weight Watchers. I did LA Fitness. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I have heard of it. I don't but know what it is. It was, it was a lot of come here, buy our foods, and we'll weigh you every week and tell you how you're doing. Um, <laughs> I did Dr. Bernstein. Which, which was, uh, it was, oh my gosh, this, it was in Ontario, it was quite a while ago, and I would go once a week to get, what was it, B12 injections, I think, right. something, something like that, and it was supposed to help with that, they would like check your ketone levels and everything, but again, it was something where they're like, give us a bunch of money, and we'll weigh you once a week and tell you if you're still fat. <laughs> did, did any of these work? Um, some of them, but not really. And I think a lot of it came down to nobody really cared. Yeah. Like, outside of myself wanting to do anything just to, to lose weight and to fit in and to be part of, like, the other crowd. Um you know, nobody cared. I didn't see the same people when I went to these clinics. Um, I tried going to a gym with a personal trainer and even that didn't last long enough because it was, it was one-on-one, -on -one, but it was in like, um, a good life fitness. And it was just that feeling of, of being judged and then being brushed away as soon as the, as soon as the session was over kind of thing. Would you, would you say that, in my opinion, I feel like literally any program can work as long as there's some level of accountability for, and you know, you put yourself into a caloric deficit, eat less, move more, what is it, eat, live, move, that's our tagline, live, move, but, and document it, and you're going to lose some weight, but for how long, and what is a sustainable practice for you? So all of those programs, you mentioned the LA Fitness and... <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Burn Dog or whatever. I'm just joking. Dr. Dr. Bernstein. Yeah. All of these things. I mean, North America's made a huge amount of money yeah. as people get better. Yeah. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, it's easy. I shouldn't say it's easy. It's really hard to get over the hurdle to lose weight. But the formula for losing weight is simple. Yes. The actual doing it and the mental stuff and everything else is not, um, in my opinion. Now, yeah. how do you think, as you said, was it when you were 11 and the horse situation happened, was that really your first experience where you were like, I'm different? Or have there been others? I think that was the most prominent experience. Um, you know, I have been bullied most of my life as you know I know that you guys had a whole episode where you talked <laughs> about it and you know I I related to that so much because it's like as you know someone who was bigger whether it was taller or whether it was wider or whatever there was a lot of of judgment on my body and that was all people saw and that's all people cared to see like it was not and and that's why I think, you know, I've had a lot of people in my life, um, family, friends, coworkers say it's like, you're always smiling. You're always you always seem to be happy. And I'm like, Well, I wanna 
try and be a bright light for people because I was, you know, I was treated so poorly when I was bullied. And I, you know, I really let that get to me. But then when I got older, I'm like, I don't have to drag that with me. I can, I can put on a smile and I can be a happy person. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's what I tried to do. Like, if I could put a smile on somebody's face just by, you know, saying hi and smiling back at them, then that was my goal. Well, I mean, Amanda has brought more smiles than I <laughs> can imagine to so many people that we worked with in the past. And to let everyone know, Amanda was the person at the office who always had candy at her desk <laughs> and was willing to share it. Even when she was no longer eating all the candy herself, mm -hmm. she still kept a stockpile in case people needed it. And, you know, when you work in a tough environment like a newsroom, having somebody like Amanda who's constantly smiling and, you know on holidays would put a little treat and card on everybody, all of her friends' desks. Even some people who probably weren't her friends. <laughs> Especially now. Uh. <laughs> like, that's just who she is as a person. To, so for her to say that one of her goals is to be a bright light, my gosh, you've achieved it. <laughs> well, thank you. That, uh, that means a lot. And, it's, and it is that thing that it's like when you have grown up, being made to feel so small you can either go the direction of making other people feel the same way or you can take the other road take the higher road and make people feel better right is and it something that your family focuses on as well or oh yeah like i i got the candy dish from my mom <laughs> my mom was the candy dish woman in the office <laughs> and that definitely motivated that but it's like my parents have always been absolutely incredible supportive my mom um you know is a little bit of a bigger person as well so a lot of the journeys that i went on a lot of these diets that i tried we were doing it together and um you know i have a brother too he's he's the skinny one of the family um, but so he never had to worry about it as much but he was also such an incredible support and you know, like I've, I've had so much great family support and backing in my life. And I think that's what's kind of helped keep me going forward. Because it's like you have, you have great family support. I've made some incredible friends as well. And you have great friend support. And it's just, it makes everything feel worth it. And uh, makes it easier to get through those days that don't feel so awesome sometimes. <laughs> So yeah. what have you been doing health-wise since, uh, since you stopped going to Port City? Um, well, I, I've been trying to eat better. You know, during, during COVID times, I ate like a jerk. Didn't, didn't we all? Didn't we all? <laughs> so, you know, trying to get that back under control. Um, the issue with my knees has kind of stopped me from doing too much physical activity, but, um, you know... Recently, my partner Brian and I made a commitment to each other that we're going to go for walks every night. Oh, nice. So it's like we, we shook hands. We're like, even if it's just to the mailbox and back, we're going for a walk every night. Yeah. Um, and that's something that it's like, you know, it, it's going to help both of us in the long run. Um, I'm still looking for a new gym to go to. Haven't quite settled on a place yet. 
everything I'm hearing about Afterburn, <laughs> maybe that's where I'll head to to continue with stalking Caitlin. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm still working working my way towards things, but it it has been at a bit of a standstill. I won't lie. Well, you know, sometimes we get into that slump, and we just need to partner up and keep pushing through, yeah. right? And it's good that you have someone to support you. Like that's mm-hmm. always a key, right? If you don't have a support system of some kind, it's way easier to yeah. fall into really bad habits, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and I know that. Sorry, Chris. No, okay. <laughs> um, I know that last week on your episode, you were talking about how you guys are doing the the five k beer run and stuff. Uh, last July, I did my first five k, <laughs> and I didn't think I would survive it. And I crossed the finish line second last. It took me a little over an hour, but I did it. And it was incredible. Like just the feeling of of succeeding and doing that and getting through it. It wasn't easy. It sucked a little bit through parts <laughs> of it, not gonna lie. But it it was such a f- sense of accomplishment. And, you know, without going on the journey I went through here with Port City and and the workouts there and building confidence to just kind of move, um, I don't think I would have been able to achieve it. So are you going to do the beer run with us? Seems I like we're going to get a bit of a collective yeah, together. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely considered, I was definitely considering it, looking into it when you guys said it. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll join your, uh, I'll join your group. <laughs> the old crew. I feel like I've even heard whisperings unbeknownst to me, and maybe, maybe you know this, but there have been people advocating for a, maybe a bit of a sponsorship I to have t-shirts uh, for Team <laughs> Kate and Isaiah. And can based on anybody who listens to this podcast regularly, can anybody guess <laughs> who might have agreed to sponsor this met gangly crew of people? Does it start with a B? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> that, that's uh, Chris at Big Time. And I had heard whisperings of it a little bit but I hadn't been around much and I was at Big Time last night after our show and Chris told me, he was like, so you guys are doing some kind of run? <laughs> like, uh, awesome, yeah. <laughs> uh, crazy, I heard a little, little whisperings of that too. It's crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, in saying that, I'm going to throw this out for real. Like anybody who, one, it's just a good uh, thing to support the Port City Beer Run because it is a fundraiser for the Diabetes Association, Juvenile Diabetes Association, which is an amazing uh, thing to recognize. Plus, it's going to be a super good time. Yeah, yeah, it's it should be it should be except, fun. I definitely except for the running part. Yeah, <laughs> walk. <Just> walk. <laughs> walk. Yeah, I definitely anyone that wants to support it, they highly recommend for sure. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a good time. I mean, it ends with it beer. Ends, so. It starts with beer too. Ah. I don't think it'll start with beer for Caitlin. <laughs> Not if we want her to finish yeah. without throwing up. Yeah, it starts with beer, it ends with beer. Lots of great beers at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I've had good times at the beer run event in yes, the past. me too. <laughs> at the event. I've never actually done the walk before. I, they did a 3K one year and I did the 3K. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I, yeah, you were talking to Andrew about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the nice part about it is the fact that it's... M- if I if I'm looking at the route correctly, it's mainly downhill. Yes, <laughs> which is, is correct. Yeah, because it's like when I did the the five k with the marathon by the sea, it was you started at the terminal and you ended at the terminal, oh, so it was basically a little loop. Um, and any part that was up 
even the slightest incline, I was like, nah, don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but did it. So I, mean, I did the marathon by the C5K, and that was my first 5K ever a number of years ago. And it was after Kurt Peacock, who used to work at the papers, he had done a 5K in St. Andrews the week earlier and was talking to me about it at the office because our desks were next, next to each other. And I thought, I don't feel like Kurt works out that much. I could do a 5K, maybe I'll try a 5K. <laughs> and my only source of training prior to this was to not drink beer for three days. <laughs> for and three then days. I did the marathon by the sea route, exactly the route you're talking about. Yep. And another former colleague of ours, Kevin Kernock, who we have a really great running story about at the end of this, but the way the loop worked, uh, you pass the people at kilometer one, you pass the people who are coming back on kilometer four. Mm -hmm. Normally, you wouldn't run into them if you were any kind of person who's doing this in any kind of real time. But at the pace I was going, didn't I run into Kevin, who's an avid marathoner runner, when he was coming back on the 4K line? He's like, oh, hey, Caitlin. And I was like... Hi, <laughs> and I was afflicted with blisters. Oh, because I because I didn't think about it. I didn't have proper footwear. Like it was just a bad idea. It was a bad idea, but it was a great idea because it was so exciting. And I came in not even second last, but dead last. And as I'm coming up on the end of it, somebody had fed the announcer my name and said, "And in last place, we have Caitlin Dean coming in for the finish," and spawned by people cheering and. And just the excitement of all, and generally being a showboat of a person, I sprinted those last 700 meters. I was like, yeah, I'm giving it, like, like it was like I'd won the Olympics or something. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of the nice thing about Marathon on the Sea, though, or Marathon by the Sea, sorry, uh, is that, you know, you do have the people coming back the other way, and even though it's like, okay, you're basically lapping me, like, I had people coming back the other way who were like, at the tail end of their 10k at the tail end of, like they were they were lapping me at larger uh events and uh but they're also encouraging well that's like, the thing this is the thing yeah. that i've learned about the running community that was my first like foray into the running community which a, yeah. a community i'm not part of but that doesn't matter because they are the nicest people they're cheering you on the whole ride oh yeah yeah and they're very, yeah, like you said, they're encouraging of anyone who's choosing to participate in this, which leads me to a story about a former colleague of ours, Kevin Kernock is his name, he was the general manager of Red Book News when we were there, and he now is a CEO of a company called Delivery Inc. in Toronto, I don't know why I'm <laughs> making, doing a biography about Kevin, but... He loved the candy dish, by the way, he was a, a frequent visitor. <laughs> I, think, I think he's done... Almost a dozen marathons or something, yeah. and he did Boston just a couple weeks ago, and he, uh, I guess he he finished in his worst time ever in a marathon. He was feeling kind of down about it. It's not like he told me this story personally. I've seen this on social media, and there was a news story about it. So like, talk about third hand information and telling a story is on its own. And um, he and his partner, they had gone out to dinner and were leaving dinner. And they see that at the race site, that the site was all being torn down, even the finish line was being torn down. Well, geez, didn't they see a woman finishing the race? And so Kevin's like, we've got to go cheer her on. So they go and ran the last couple of kilometers with her. And we yeah, cheer, like, as the running community. As anybody listening to this who's in the running community is just like, yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> and then he, they confirmed that there's no more medals left. They had run out of medals at the Boston Marathon. And so this woman had run for eight hours 
only to get to a torn down finish line and no medal. And Kevin was like, no, you deserve this. And he took his own medal off his neck and wrapped it around hers. So I read that story earlier in the week and I just bawled because yeah. one, it's so nice. And can you imagine running, like, I can imagine running for at one hour only to see, so, not have anything to show for it. It's like getting to the end of the beer run and have no beer. Oh yes. <laughs> That'd be terrible. That would be terrible. <laughs> but it's such, it's such a good story and it's one of those things that's like when I read it, I was like, I know this guy. And that doesn't surprise me at all that he would do something like that. No, and that's exactly what I commented on the Facebook post. I was like, this is the most least surprising thing I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, but it just goes to show that motivation from people you know, from people you don't, can really, you know, get you through. Even something yeah. grueling is running for eight hours. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. The, it was first picked up by, like, a New Hampshire TV station did a story about this woman said, this stranger from Toronto, Canada, gave me a medal and they had pictures and and then he was identified after. it was. I saw it shared on his social media and a flat, it was his proud partner shared it for him, of course, as, as one would. And then it was picked up by the CTV News uh, on the weekend yeah. uh, in here in Canada. Yeah. So Kevin, if you're listening, you're just the best, and <laughs> we love you and miss you. True, very true. Well, I think we have an episode. I think we are Yay. good for this episode. But I would like Amanda to come back for our next episode. It's gonna be a great episode. Of course. But before we leave, we always do. Amanda, we'll start with you. Where can people find you on the internet? Do you have a social media presence? Oh my goodness. Um, I do have the socials. Uh, I am on Instagram at a panda1990, and I am on Twitter and TikTok. Even though I'm not very avid on TikTok, I am more of a scroller. Uh, at uh, Amanda got at twenty uh, forty two. Can't even remember my numbers. <laughs> Amanda got at forty two. Awesome. No. Oh God, no! It is twenty four. Twenty four. Forty two. Sorry, Amanda got at twenty four because I used to work at a paper called Twenty Four Hours. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. Awesome. Caitlin. Amanda, if you're in Prince Edward Island, would that be Amanda Goody, 24? Oh, dear. <laughs> no. Oh, dear. Um, uh, I'm on socials. I'm Fat Caitlin on TikTok, The Caitlin Dean on Twitter, and Caitlin Dean everywhere else. And uh, I am at Maritime Brewers on all the socials. And then you can also find us on Facebook, uh, Kate and Isaiah Living Large. Uh, come follow us there for all your fun updates. I would thank you for listening and watching if you're watching on YouTube. Bye. Bye.